Religiosanity episode 41. Back with Pastor Andrew. What are we talking about today? I thought that you have a question you want to ask. How did you know? Well, I've been really pondering uh, Mary Magdalene's role in the Gospels, you know, since our last uh, mm -hmm. discussion. What, what I find fascinating is that somehow we've gotten into this mindset, and I don't know where this began. Every time I see Mary Magdalene, I, I think of some form of a prostitute. What makes us think that this particular but, but Mary character, Magdalene uh, being yeah. a uh, prostitute is a misconception, clearly. Yeah. You, you know, the, the, first of all, there is very little about Mary Magdalene in Gospels, generally. Does she come up in the other Gospels? In the, in the, uh... Oh, yes, yeah, uh, in Legendary, but, yeah. but never really in this function. Uh, we, can, we can get to that. But in, during the life of Jesus, as I mentioned, there, there is that uh, note about uh, her being in a that group of women who took care of Jesus yeah. and his disciples in Gospel of Luke. Um, and then there are unnamed women mentioned here and there, which uh, sometimes uh, led uh, people to merge them mm -hmm. together with Mary Magdalene. Uh, so there is that uh, woman who is coming with that alabaster jar to yes. anoint Jesus. And I think that, didn't we talk about it last yes, time? We yes, did. yeah. Yes. So, uh, and. Uh, she is associated with Mary Magdalene, even though uh, it's never mentioned by name. And uh, it is said that she was a sinner, from which people clearly tried to think that that meant that she was a prostitute, which uh, is not uh, automatic. This is not how people at the time of Jesus would uh, see the definition of sin. It was much broader. You know, I, I think that uh, influenced by maybe Victorian ethics, <laughs> we over-sexualized almost everything. You know, mm. the, the, you know, she was a sinner. Or that the Pharisee who invited Jesus thinks that she was a sinner. Right. Let me put it that way. Uh, and we automatically apply, oh, prostitute. Uh, of course, the, the, there were many more, and we were just talking about those uh, tax collectors, you know, and living out of the misery of others. That could be a sinful thing. And that could be also what attracted people to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because they saw that as way of getting relieved of their stigma. Mm. Uh, that was why tax collectors uh, were coming to Jesus, uh, because they were ostracized. The rest of the society would not accept them. Uh, but here was uh, this teacher who was open to their repentance and was willing to reintegrate them back to, uh, to society and to community. Uh, which in New Testament is called the kingdom of God mm. or kingdom of heaven. So they are, th 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 there is this open invitation for those who might be tainted by collaboration with, say, Romans 
and so on. So that that is a more plausible explanation that that she was in one way or another involved in oppression of others, uh, probably not herself directly, but maybe by her marriage mm-hmm. uh, and and profiteering from the dirty business of her husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly was a lady of some means being listed with those other women who were able to take care of the Mm. disciples. So Mm -hmm. that's one thing, you you know. Another one is, uh, and it goes all the way back to, or this association of Mary Magdalene with prostitute uh, is uh, is going back to Gregory the Great, uh, the Pope, Mm. who gave us you know, calendar and everything else. Uh, very, very, there is a reason why he is called great. Uh, and and in one of his sermons, he simply merged or fused together several biblical stories about uh, named and unnamed women, mm. uh, and and made Mary Magdalene into prostitute. Mm. Uh, one of the stories is uh, that the Gospel of John uh, 8, I think it is, uh, where there is that woman caught in adultery. And, and by definition, that means that, you know, how could she be a prostitute if she right. is caught in uh, adultery, for instance? You know? right. So that's, uh, that's, that's, that's clear an example of misinterpretation. Another one of their... I think she, yeah, and the one where she is named is that uh, uh, is 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 in that context in Gospel of Luke uh, that out of her demons were expelled. I think seven demons or something mm-hmm. like that. And again, uh, demonism was never associated with uh, with promiscuity. Mm-hmm. Uh, demons were of a different kind. You know that, mm-hmm. that will be more clearly. Uh, we would call it uh, something for psychotherapist, you know, or psychiatrist, or something mm-hmm. like that. That would be uh, demonism, or uh, some form of an illness, psychosomatic, say, illness, or something like that. Uh, so, um, sexual promiscuity and and demons would not merge. So mm. this clearly gives you an uh, image of, of misunderstanding yeah. there, you know. Yeah. Mary Magdalene uh, was an clearly a female disciple of Jesus, follower, uh, and uh, important, probably more important uh, after the Easter than before the Easter, mm. because uh, when you look, she is clearly associated with that uh, relatively late story of empty tomb, mm-hmm. sometimes with other women, sometimes alone. And it tells you that most likely she is the spearheading this story of, of empty tomb. Uh, While I'm saying relatively late, uh, you, you know, it's the main focus of uh, Gospels you know, or and Easter stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to church on Easter Sunday and more likely than anything else you would hear about empty tomb. Yeah. Uh, and people don't recognize this is probably one of the latest 
stories in the Gospels. Mm. And we're talking about late, how late, like a hundred years? Uh, no, not necessarily, because the, the Gospels were written from 60, 70 forward, you know, mm. maybe up to 100 with Gospel of John. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, but, but second generation or something like that, on a, or on a bring of the yeah. one generation going to a next generation. Yeah. So, and Mary Magdalene is here and a pivotal figure. Yeah. Yeah. With that, and uh, to the and and we know that God uh, did this story about empty tomb was not known by Apostle Paul. I think that we talked about it before, that Apostle Paul did not know about the story oh, of wow. empty tomb. Uh, so you're saying that that the stuff we know Paul writing came before this was written. Yes. Yeah. 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 That that, that that's clear. You know, Gospels were written after Apostle Paul wrote. Wow. His letters. So, and, yeah, you did and, tell and us he, about that. You, yeah, you yeah, talked yeah, about that yeah, yeah, when yeah. we Go first heard the, the, the Christmas story. That's the oldest. That's yeah. the oldest part of the of the New Testament. Uh, you know, letters, genuine letters of Apostle Paul. Yeah. I mean, and he engages in in major argument about resurrection. He argues very powerfully for the reality of resurrection. Mm -hmm. And for his argument, it would make every sense to use the the argument yeah, of empty, empty tomb, tomb yeah. and and he is not making it, yeah, uh, because he clearly did not know about that story, and it tells wow. you that uh, when he is writing his uh, his letters, that story was not widespread. I'm not saying right. that it was not uh, in existence, but it was not widespread to the point that he would know it. Wow. And, and, and more likely, I think, it was not known. Yeah. Uh, so this story of empty tomb with Mary Magdalene uh, being the, the one who is bringing the news of empty tomb uh, is coming uh, roughly at the time of uh, the fall of Jerusalem. Uh-huh. And that was uh, the theory of my teacher from Prague, who just recently died, uh, Peter Pokorny, uh, that uh, this is the latest development uh, of, of the resurrection stories or meeting with the resurrected, uh, actually the story of empty tomb. And he, I think, had uh, a theory that uh, after the fall of J Jerusalem, when there is this uh, process of resettlement uh, of that area, there uh, there is this discovery of an empty tomb. You know, Jerusalem for millennia was surrounded with uh, uh, surrounded with uh, graveyards mm. and with tombs. Everyone wanted even back then, to be buried in, in Jerusalem, not only now. And then they discovered an empty tomb. And it's very unusual because, you know, tombs will be used and reused and reused. And here is this empty tomb. Oh, that is where Jesus was mm. buried. And it's empty because, uh, mm -hmm. you, you know, mm -hmm. he was uh, resurrected. He was risen. Mm -hmm. Uh, and don't you remember 
the stories. Mm. There were the ladies who came mm -hmm. and told us about uh, mm -hmm. meeting with the resurrected. And, and one of the most powerful among those were Mary Magdalene, because she was the one who brought the news of the resurrection. Right. Uh, to the rest of the group. Right, I see. And, and then if she was the one who brought the news about the resurrection, and here we have the empty tomb, that got merged together. Right. You know, right, right, explanation right. why we have here empty and unused yeah. tomb. And uh, uh, Mary Magdalene, who became an... Uh, clearly powerful early Christianity person. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there, there is less about her during the life of Jesus, she is mentioned, but it is more after that. Yeah. You know, and in those uh, extra biblical uh, Gospels, uh, Gospels which are not included in the Bible, uh, she is uh, mentioned several times as well as an uh, conduit of special revelation. Mm. You know, she mm. is bringing revelation to the rest of the disciples, which she herself received from Jesus. Mm. Uh, that also gave some people idea that uh, you, you know that she was associated with Jesus as his. Uh, consort or wife or mm -hmm. partner mm -hmm. uh, that's difficult to say you know I, I think that she was definitely among the disciples but uh, I, I would be hesitant funny? of saying that Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene or was uh, was her partner or yeah. anything of that kind and what do you make of the the idea that well this woman seems to be really prominent she must have either been a whore or his wife <laughs> that's yeah 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 you know? it's, like it's, it's, it's either it's, one or the other because it, it she was otherwise it's odd that she's so prominent in this yeah that tells you about again the way we are thinking about uh about the role of women in 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 yes. a society i i think yes. that the, the third one uh, from european tradition would be a witch yeah <laughs> right right I, I think that that's, that's just a simple and clear uh, prejudice. Yeah. And, w and was this the case even back? Were they represented in the same way they have through, throughout all of, of modernity here? Uh, it, it was a patriarchal society. Yeah. Uh, the role of women was somehow limited. It is interesting to find actually uh, women in the circle of Jesus' disciples. So that's odd. That, I mean... uh, that is to some degree odd. You, you know, uh, again, we, we have that kind of perspective that in patriarchal society the role of women was strictly limited, which is to a large extent true. But they were, of course, like in any other uh, living situation, exemptions from the rule. Uh, you had powerful women, uh, powerful politicians and leaders. Cleopatra would be an example, for instance. It's true that the higher you go on the hierarchy of society, uh, the more common it becomes that you have powerful women there. Uh, so again, it is not surprising that those were women of some means. 
which liberated them to some degree from these uh, prejudices and limitations which society imposed on women um, uh, back then, up until now. And, and even, you know, within, say, patriarchal society, uh, intelligent, uh, powerful women had their ways of, <laughs> you, you, you know, yeah. influencing what is happening around them. Yeah. It's a sign of barbarization of a society or, mm -hmm. you know, of decline of society uh, when, when the role of women is being diminished or uh, controlled heavily. Uh, and on the other side, when women are allowed to blossom and uh, to to achieve uh, goals in lives, it's it's a sign of a society which is uh, mature and and uh, prosperous for everyone, yeah. and and uh, more civilized. Uh, because it also is able to value resources which are mm -hmm. uh, coming uh, from women. You know, if, if everyone is like thugs fighting each other, <laughs> then, uh, of course, uh, clever women would rather stay away from <laughs> those, yeah. those Vikings, say, you know. And even within... Uh, Nordic society you had a powerful women there as well you know but uh, <laughs> no this is <laughs> completely <laughs> wait to get to get back to Mary Magdalene yeah you re very rarely have someone given two names Magdalene simply is associating her from the with the place from which she came I see uh, I there see. was an uh, it's differently named, but it, there, there was a town called Magdala, mm. which was just north of Tiberias, uh, on a shore of Lake Galilee. Mm -hmm. And uh, Magdala uh, was like a few miles away from Tiberias. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's called town. It was more like a small village, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, was called that way because uh, it most likely had some kind of a tower in it. Mm. Or who knows, but it's from the Hebrew name for tower, which is Migdal. Ah. So Magdala, Migdal, uh, and it was a fish processing place, we you know, also. Oh. So they were taking the catch from fishermen and were processing it, making uh, fish sauce of it yeah. and drying fish and, and so on. So yeah, you can imagine that it was pr probably quite smelly place uh, and prosperous place huh. also, interestingly, because it was the, the center of this uh, fishing industry there uh, that created wealth. Mm -hmm. And archaeology just relatively recently, like a decade ago, discovered there a synagogue, uh, which is unusual. You know, synagogue from the time of Jesus mm. in uh, Magdala. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, it's one of very, very few preserved from that time. Wow. Uh, because very often, we, if we hear like uh, Jesus coming to Nazareth to a synagogue, that was not structure. 
Mm. That was probably just an event. Like they gathered on, uh, a, on a hill, uh, you know, no, uh, on a town, uh, town square, square yeah. or you know, uh, public area yeah. of, of that village, and and they would have a worship. Mm. Uh, while over here in Magdala, that was a structure. Wow. It was a solid structure, which is rather unusual. And that also tells you that there were means in that uh, community. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and again, it kind of chimes together with Mary Magdalene being a woman of means. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> there are many other women uh, who are not mentioned by name. And, you know, again, that was their uh, polite way of not mentioning it. Right. You know, we, we think that it is an, uh, sexism, which it is, but of a different kind. Right. It does not necessarily mean that they did not respect them, but they were trying to protect them this way by not giving their That's names. Interesting. That's uh, interesting. So uh, it is simply a different culture which we need to take into our account. Just look at celebrities. You know, some people are trying to become celebrities and have their names everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as they achieve that, uh, reputation they try to avoid paparazzi or everything <laughs> yeah. and stay away yeah. from uh, all the attention yeah. because they recognize how how dangerous it is yes. and so here is this attempt to protect them because That's you, you know who knows what it'll bring and just look mary magdalene is named and it got her only and bad rap kind right, of, right. you know, in popular culture, I exactly, mean. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, exactly. sometimes it is better not to be named. Right, right, right. See, so this is very interesting that you, you're shedding light on this in these kind of corners of this understanding of these stories and these people. And once again, we thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Peter. It's, it's my joy. Until next time.